0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Amen. Why don't you turn and look at someone, greet them in the best way you can. Tell them it's good to see them in the house of God. God bless you that are watching. We welcome you as well. Those of you that are watching or will watch, we bless you and bless God for you. And you are going to be blessed by the Word and by the presence of God because you know what to expect when you tune in to Christian Faith Fellowship Church here in Zion. Bless you all. Get your Bible and turn with me to, or your electronic device, to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26 and verse... Number three, we are going to continue our teaching, our series on Christ the healer. How many know Jesus is still healing? How many of you know Messiah is healing you? And so this installment is the, I think it's the third uh, teaching on mental health. Mental health. It's a big, big issue. It's a big, big topic. In our world today, particularly in the church, where many of us don't want to acknowledge any mental challenges. Isaiah chapter 26, pardon me, verse number 3, King James Version, Isaiah 26 and 3. Let's read that out loud together. Ready? Begin. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Let's pray together. Father, Father in heaven, we need you. We need you. We need you. We make no bones about it. We do not come here to pretend that we got it all together. We do not. If you didn't hold us together, we would fall apart. So we're asking this morning that your divine word and grace and anointing would hold us together and bind us together and not only hold and bind us together, but heal us, God. Anoint the preacher, the teacher to preach, pray, prophesy, declare, decree, whatever is necessary for your anointing and your word to minister to your people. Give us another level of mental health. Make us whole mentally in Jesus name. Amen. All right, then bless you. You may be seated in the presence of God. Our foundational scripture again is Isaiah 26 and three. Thou being God will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because we have learned to trust in him. We have to learn to trust in God. It's a good place to start taking notes. We have to learn. You you don't just get saved and all of a sudden have this amazing trust in God. This is why discipleship is so important. This is why coming to church is so important. This is why Bible reading and fellowshipping with other believers is so important because these are the things that teach us how to trust in God. You could be a Christian or a churchgoer for years and never really learn to trust in God. So this is why peace of mind is lacking. Because people haven't learned to trust God. You have to allow the world (laughs) to put you and sometimes God into situations where you can't trust anybody but God. You can't depend on anybody but God. And then once he brings you out, you begin to learn to trust him. Some of you here I am speaking prophetically already. Some of you, you ran out of the challenge before God taught you something. You ran out of the challenge. You let man bring you out before you let God bring you out. So you've not learned to trust God, you still trust man too much. We have to learn to trust it. It takes time to learn to trust in God. You can say all you want, I trust God, I trust God, I trust. but it takes time, just like in any other relationship. It takes time to learn to trust somebody that you're going to marry. I, I, I don't want to go into that right now. I just heard 90 day, 90 day. I ain't trying to bother nobody. See, y'all, see, y'all, see, I'm going to have to blame some of y'all for some of this today. But you can't learn to trust someone with your life in 90 days. The only way, <laughs> the only way that can happen, well let me say it this way, this is a better way to say it. See, see, I have to refer again to my, my military training. The reason basic training is so hard for a short per- period of time, they have to try to build trust rapidly in you. So they put people, teams together in tough situations for you to learn how to work your way out of it and you develop trust in one another. This is one of the things the enemy has been doing against the church and particularly in this pandemic, keeping us apart so we don't know how to fight through things together and develop more trust in one another. You can write that down. So, when you lack trust, you lack peace. When you don't trust the government, you lack peace. When you don't trust the police, you lack peace. When you don't trust corporate America, you lack peace. When you don't trust the church, when you don't trust God, You won't find peace anywhere because God governs everywhere. So we need to learn to trust in God so we can have the level and the type of peace that we need in these last and evil days. Can you say amen? amen? God's word translation reads the scripture this way. With perfect peace, you will protect those whose minds cannot be changed because they trust you. See, when you trust God, nobody can change your mind about God. You, 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 we can tell our trust level in God by how quickly we change our mind about what he says. See, this is a tactic of the enemy to get the Christian to begin to doubt what God says. Now, all of a sudden, your mind is not as stable because you begin to wonder is he going to heal me? He already said he would, he already said he did. You begin to wonder, is he gonna bring me out? He's always brought you out. Look at you, you out. Tell somebody, you out, bruh. <laughs> Look somebody say, you out, sis. He done brought you, why are you tripping? You out. You out of that last trial. You out of that last struggle. See y'all don't want to, t- talk to yourself. Just talk, t- t- Tap yourself on your shoulder. You, you, he brought you out how many times? How many times? Don't you doubt he gonna bring you out. How many times has he brought you out already? So you should have peace in this trial. I'm speaking to you already spiritually. You and I ought to have peace already. Why? Hmm. He's always brought me out. I can trust him to bring me out. (laughs) Y'all gonna help me today. Y'all ain't gonna sit there today. Look, look at somebody say, look at somebody say, no matter how high gas get, you'll be able to afford it. You're gonna get where you need to go because God always makes sure you get where you need to go. So I don't care how high get. tell him I don't care how groceries get, you still gonna eat. You always ate, he's always fed you. Trust him to feed you now. Now you're getting some peace already, aren't you? You're getting, you're getting some peace already. Perfect peace. Say perfect peace. perfect peace. Perfect peace is total and complete peace of mind. This is biblical. This is spiritual. This is kingdom. This is not meditating. This is not listening to your favorite calming music of the ocean and the bird. No, no, no. This is kingdom. This this kind of peace I'm talking about is supernatural. It, it's, it's a total and complete peace. And see, the, 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 one of the issues is so many of you don't believe you can have it. You, you must begin to believe you can have total and complete peace. You can learn how to just smile when horrible stuff is going on and say, boy, God, I know you, man, you got this God. I, I just, you know, I ain't, I ain't even sweating. I, I. Total and complete peace of mind when all hell is breaking loose. You you in chill mode. People think something's wrong with you because you ain't freaking out. Because you have peace of mind. Don't you want that? Amen. Because anything else is not being totally mentally healthy. Anything else is uncivilized. See, in Hebrew, the scripture reads, thou will keep him in peace, peace. Not perfect peace, but peace, peace. Double peace. Peace, peace. Listen carefully. Whenever something is mentioned twice in succession in scripture, there's a major emphasis placed there. Whenever something is mentioned twice in succession... Peace, peace. There's a major emphasis there. Saying something once and then saying something twice. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. God is not just holy. He's holy, holy, holy. The third holy takes it to its highest level. You and I, God didn't ask us to be holy, holy. He just said, be ye. Holy. Just, just be the first degree of holy. Just, just be the first level up. We ain't asking you to be holy, holy. And you can't be holy, 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 but at least be holy. In the Greek, verily, in the Greek New Testament, verily is an expression of the Hebrew word amen. <laughs> amen means. So be it. So when you say amen, you're saying so be it. You just ain't saying what the preacher. Say amen, amen. It means so be it. It means what you just said, let it be so in my life. Let what you said, that God said, let it be so. If it's true, it's got to be so. So you shouldn't say amen to something that isn't true. You don't want something to come to pass that's not God's will. So don't say amen to something that isn't God's will. But you got to know what God's will is before you can say amen. Unless you just grew up in church and they made you religious. And you just parroted everything they said to say. you You have no knowledge of what it means. Verily. Somebody say verily. So Jesus often said verily twice. Verily, verily, I say unto you. So most assuredly, truly, Jesus, this is true. You hear what I'm saying? Verily, verily, I say This is the word. This is God. Why would he have to say verily, verily? Because he's talking to people that don't know how to trust him yet. Verily, verily, Jesus said, I say unto you several times. It means again, truly, truly. Wow, God has to tell us he ain't lying. So Jesus says, again, several times, verily, verily, I say, or truly, truly, I say unto you, or most assuredly, you can hang your hat on this. Again, emphasizing the statement as being true. Amen, again, is a word commonly used after a statement. After a statement. <laughs> Preacher says a statement or a scripture, and then the people say, it is true or they say amen that means you're vocalizing you're verbalizing your agreement with what was just said it means you totally accept what was just said <laughs> uh, i'm thinking about some things jesus was saying amen when he said verily verily before he made his statement jesus was saying amen before He made a statement. He would say, Verily, verily, I say unto you. This is true. What I'm about to say, accept it right off the top. There's some things that we just need to accept. Look at your neighbor and tell him, he's talking so good to me right now. We've been accepting the wrong things. We've been questioning God and accepting what the world is saying. No wonder we're not mentally healthy. How can you... Ignore the word that made you and expect to be healthy. How can you ignore the God that made you in his imago day, image and likeness? Something's wrong. Oh, something's wrong when human beings want to change themselves into something other than what God made them to be. Why would you not want to be like God? You know, I'm going to say this, I'm going to move on, because some of y'all don't know this kind of stuff. There are literally people that go and have surgery to put horns in their head, to look like monsters. They, They spend money to look other than human. They don't trust God. They don't have peace. They have pieces of metal in their heads and pieces of bone in their cheek and pieces of... Okay, you get what I'm saying. Jesus said amen before many of his statements, implying that what he was about to say was not only true, but it was firsthand information. When you read the Gospels in particular, you'll read several times where Jesus, I believe it's in Matthew, he said, Moses said to you, but I say, You run around here throwing Moses in my face. I created Moses. I'm greater than Moses. You know, you didn't even realize greater than Moses is here. You didn't put so much emphasis on Moses for hundreds of years that you can't even hear Jesus. So he said, Moses said, but this is what I'm telling you. And one of the major things that Jesus corrected was Moses teaching on marriage. He said, Moses, let y'all get a divorce because y'all were so hard-headed. He let y'all do it because y'all would have tore each other up if y'all had stayed in that house. So he said, oh, get a bill of divorcement and leave each other because you're going to kill each other up in that piece.' But Jesus said, but from the beginning, it wasn't so. Let me tell you what was from the beginning. What's from the beginning, you can't change because God established it. It's true. It's amen. You have no peace because you're trying to change what God established in the beginning. That's what man is doing now, trying to change things God established from the beginning. God made us male and female, not male, female, LGBT. He didn't make us none of that. In the beginning, there was no LGBTQ. There was none of that in the beginning. And the reason people are confused and lack peace is because we're trying to change what God established in the beginning. How are we going to have peace in a world that we keep changing? Prophet Isaiah said, Peace, peace. God will keep us in peace, peace, or perfect peace, whose mind cannot be changed about God and whose minds remain committed. Hear this. Our minds remain committed to thinking like God. Write that down. Write it in the first person. I have to keep thinking like God. If you're a believer, born again, spirit, filled we have to think and keep thinking like God. How do we think like God? We have to study the Bible to learn how God thinks. He said in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts. You're not thinking like me. How are you going to be in agreement with me when you don't think like me? How are we going to have peace in the book of Amos? The Bible says, excuse me, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? How can you have peace in your walk with God when you disagree with God? How are you going to have peace? Peace. Just, just on the real, just just real talk. How you gonna have peace going to church and denying what God said? How, how? 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 How you gonna have peace with God? Well, it's it's my body. No, you say your body belongs to God now. See, you letting them women out there, I'm finna get in trouble. It's my body. Well, when you ain't saved, it's your body. But when you get saved, the Bible says we now belong to God. We belong to Jesus. And our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are not our own. You can't just do what you want with your body now that you're part of the body of Christ. Your body's connected to me. We connected. Are you? Oh, y'all don't know this stuff. See, this is why we got to go back to foundation because y'all don't know this. Somebody just got mad because I said your body ain't yours. See, there he go. I'm talking what the scripture says. Who are you going to be in agreement with, your head or the word? That's the Bible. I ain't making this up. Your body don't belong to you. If you're saved. You ain't going to have no peace till you agree that your body belonged to God. Amen. You might not get healing in your body as long as you keep it to yourself. You can't even get healing in your body, not that they bring healing, but they help. You can't even get assistance with your healing if you don't take your body to the doctor. Somebody need to go to the doctor. Somebody listening to me needs to get a checkup. Oh, let's go further. Somebody listen to me. You need to go to the dentist. You don't even know how your dental health impacts your overall physical health. So the prophet Isaiah was telling us how we get perfect peace or peace, peace, God's peace, peace of mind by Thinking rightly about God and not letting the world change your mind. Look at somebody and tell them, don't let the world change your mind. About God. Have you noticed, let me just, this is so simple, but I got to say it to you. Have you ever noticed, some of us has lived a little, a little while. Have you ever noticed that they'll come out with, with a dishwashing liquid? And about every nine months it's new and improved. Now, I'm not a chemist, scientist, anything like that. But that may be a change you can make. Maybe it's better. Maybe, maybe they, you know, they're in the lab. You know, they spend millions, billions of dollars in R&D. Maybe it is better. Maybe they had this formula 10 years ago, but they didn't release it. Yeah. I, I wish I... Uh, uh, but let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. God cannot get better. God Himself cannot get better. He can get better to you, but who He is, He's always been and always will be. You cannot improve on God, or else He is not God. He's a creation of your own imagination. See, this is the problem. Some of you think that God improves with your knowledge of Him. When the truth of the matter is, you improve with your knowledge of Him. <laughs> God does not improve. God cannot improve. So we have to learn to let him improve us. That's when you and I constantly, continually humble ourselves and don't let the world change our minds about God. This is the problem again in our hour that this pandemic has allowed you to change how you think about God. How dare you let a pandemic make you think differently about God? How, oh, it's quiet now. How dare you let an economy make you change what you think about God? How dare, I'm talking to all of us, how dare you let yourself think that because a couple of your loved ones have died, your life will never be the same? No wonder the church don't have peace because we're not stable in our thinking about God. When you, when we gave our lives to Christ, (laughs) I'm gonna say this, I hope you get this, I pray you get this. When you and I gave our lives to Christ, At that moment, everything in your life became all right. I didn't say everything became all good. I said everything became all right. (laughs) See, excuse me. The challenge for too many is... You thought everything was going to be all good. In fact, some of us even were told when you get saved, your whole life just going to be all good. That's why some of y'all backslid until you realized that wasn't a true statement. See, everything is all right. Say that with me. Everything is all right. It's all right. Even though it's not all good, everything is all right. This is the mentality you have to have. This is the mindset we have to have. Everything may not be all good, but it's all right. I'm going to give you the scripture of that in a minute. I know you're waiting on it. I'm glad you're waiting, but I want to get that in your head and in your heart. Everything is all right. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord our God, knows our thoughts he knows our inclinations he knows our imaginations the things that we imagine and he knows our intentions the reason we should know and can know hallelujah that all things are all right because God knows how to Romans 8 and we know all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. You need to know now that you're born again and say, there's a purpose that God has for you and he's not going to let anything get in the way of his purpose. That means no matter what happens, it's eventually going to be all right. I'm trying to get somebody to understand it's going to be all right. Matter of fact, everything is already all right. The devil can't just do whatever he wants to do. Everything will work out for your good. So you need to get it in your head already. This is all right. It may not feel good, but it's working out for my good it's all right if you got some crutches and you're barely getting around now it's all right because he's gonna heal you and you're gonna put those crutches up and you're gonna be able to walk tell somebody it's already all right you gotta see leave me alone that's all right you gotta be able to see in the spirit realm You looking in the natural realm, ain't nothing all right. In the natural realm, you're losing your hair, you're losing your teeth. You're getting older every second, your car getting dirty, your house breaking. In the natural, ain't nothing all right. But in the realm of the spirit, everything is already all right. It's all right. It's all right. God got this. It's all right. Tell somebody, chill out. It's all right. You can't catch God by surprise. He's already ready for it. Listen, 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 my brothers and my sisters. God is ready for the devil. You may not be ready for him, but God has been ready for him. God created him. So it's all right. Let me give you a marvelous, <laughs> marvelous biblical example. Somebody say marvelous. marvelous. Now watch this. Watch this. In Daniel chapter three, uh, we in the first portion of it, we have the story of Shadrach, Meshach. See, I knew. So I, that's why I always pause. Somebody's gonna say it. I don't have to say it. Somebody's gonna say it. Somebody gonna say. It. I was watching. I was watching the world track. Uh, competition last night. It was, the, the what is it, 100 meters or whatever it is, it was three bad Negroes running <laughs> from America, all of them. one, two, three, just, just bad Negroes. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were little Jewish men, young men that had been taken captive, you understand uh, some of the story about the Babylonian captivity, and they found themselves in <laughs> Babylon when Nebuchadnezzar was the king, and, the Nebu- and Nebuchadnezzar made a statue, and he, he made and forced and commanded everyone to bow down at a certain, when they, you know, heard this music, to bow down and, and, and worship this particular statue, right? But, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, 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 they wouldn't bow down. Mm-mm, their mind was made up. I'm trying to help five people. Their minds were made up. I'm talking to somebody. It's time for you to make up your mind. <laughs> Glory to God. Their minds were made up. And so let's pick it up in uh, Daniel chapter 3, verse 15. So uh, the king says, when you hear the sound of the ram's horn, the flutes, the lairs, the harps and the three-stringed uh, harps playing at the time, at the same time with all other kinds of instruments, when you hear all these instruments playing together, he says, you will bow down and worship the golden statue I made. Nebuchadnezzar says, if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Then he says, what God can save you from my power then? Verse 16. Listen now. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, king of ling Watch what they say. They say, we don't need to answer your last question. We, we, we'll, we'll need to answer your last question. Well, well, that implies there was a first and possibly second question. So then, what is the other question? <laughs> verse 17: if our God, whom we honor, can save us from a blazing furnace and from your power, he will, your majesty. Verse 18. But if he doesn't, you should know. Your majesty king of Ling, we will never honor your gods or worship the golden statue that you have set up. So what is the first question? First question, because they said we don't, we don't, you know, he's asked two or three questions or whatever, and they said, oh, oh, by the way, that last one, huh? we ain't even going to answer that one. This is what they said, literally, we're not going to answer, we don't even need to answer that last question question. So what was the first question? The first question is found in verse 14. This is what the king asked Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He says, is it true? The king's Nebuchadnezzar says to them, is it true you won't honor my gods or worship the golden statue? Is it true? I heard you when the the, the instruments went forth and played, I heard you didn't bow. I, I heard you didn't move. I heard you was eating Skittles. I heard you was FaceTiming. I heard you was on Facebook. I heard you was on TikTok. They didn't answer that question. That's why we're here. You already know we wouldn't worship. You already know we wouldn't bow. We're not going to answer that question. Oh, what's the next question? Oh, the next question then is, what God can save you from our... Oh, we ain't even going to answer that. Think about that for a minute. When Nebuchadnezzar says, what God can save you from me? What God can save you from me? Let me, let me make that applicable to you in your everyday life. When the doctor says, if you don't have surgery next week, we can't save you. Oh, you're the only one that can save me? you got to make a decision within 10 days. Or what? You're the only one that can do this for me? Nebuchadnezzar asked three young men who are in covenant with God, what God can save you from my power? They were like, you gotta be kidding me, right? You 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 really think that fiery furnace is gonna change my mind about God? Oh, let me say it another way. You really think this next COVID variant is gonna change my mind about God? Do, do you really think that the the, the 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 midterm elections are changing how I think about God? Did you really think the economy can change how I think about God? Do you think what's going on in my body right now or in your body should change what you think about God? Thou will keep him. God will keep you in perfect peace if you don't change what you know and think about God irregardless to what it looks like. And don't we, somebody say we, Say we. We. Say us. Us. Don't we have a tendency to change what we think about God when stuff get hard? You ain't got to shake your big head. It's true anyway. I got big head too. Let two or three of the wrong phone calls hit you. You may need your husband or your wife to remind you what you believe about God. That's where you lose your peace because the enemy throws things at us to try to get us to change what we think about God. But he'll keep you in perfect peace if you don't change your mind. Oh, no. God is still able. Hey, hallelujah. Mm, Hey, God is still able don't let what's going on in this world change your mind about God. That's how the enemy robs you of your peace. I don't know if God can do. I don't know. Stop saying stuff like I don't know how we're gonna make it. How you been making it? God been making a way for you, and He is not going to stop. Don't change what you think about God because the enemy is trying to rob you of your peace. Shadrach, I feel like preaching. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were facing a fiery furnace and he said, that heat can't change what I think and what we think about God. You can heat that bad Oscar up even more hotter, but it ain't gonna change what we think about God. You, we, Hey, listen, he, we may burn up, but we gonna be preserved. He gonna deliver us from you. Hallelujah. The furnace may get me, but you ain't gonna get me. God's got me in the palm of his hand. When you realize that, yay! I don't care what furnace you're facing. I don't care how hot it is in your trials and your tribulations. Don't you change what you think about God. Don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you dare change what you believe about God. Nebuchadnezzar had the nerve to say, see, that man, man can get arrogant. Now, let me back up and help frame this a little bit better for you. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful man on the planet at that time. He, many thought of him as a God to the point where he thought himself as a God. See, when you elevate people to that status, they tend to believe they're God. So he says, what God gonna deliver you from me? I'm Nebuchadnezzar. Sound like a rapper, don't you? a new rapper. You, you got <laughs> let me stop. What God? What who can save you from me, boys? Look at you. You're just little peeny, puny. Shadrach. Look, look at you! Look at you. I came and captured you. You, you, I I got you now. I can do with your life whatever I want. That's what they enemy been saying to some of y'all. You believe it. These three young men said to the king, you know what, king? You the king. You the king for real. Your majesty, we honor you. All that. If it be so, our God whom we serve, we ain't serving. You notice we ain't bowed down and served none of your idols. None of that. Because we know who we serve. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. He's able, let me tell you, you got to get this deep down in your head that your God is able. You need to tell the devil if I don't get healed, he's able. Hallelujah. If I don't get the job, he's able. If I don't get the new house, he's able. If I don't get peace of mind today, tomorrow, he's able. I'm still going to get, I'm still going to think, I'm still going to believe, and I'm still going to say what God says about me. He's able. Somebody say, he's able. He's able. Somebody say, my God, is able. my God is able. Whatever you need him to do right now, he's able. Don't you let a thought enter your mind that God can't heal, save, deliver. At this very moment, God is able. Whatever you need, he's able. At this very moment, he's able. He has the power and the potential. He's able. Whatever you need right now, he's able. I'm trying to get five more people to believe that God is able right now. Right now he's able. Even if he don't, he's able. He's able. Our God is able. The God we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. And you know what? He's going to deliver us from you, O king. He's going to get us out of your hand because you're a wicked man. You're trying to punish us unjustly. He's going to deliver us from your hand. What what were they saying? What were they saying? It was a direct contradiction to Nebuchadnezzar's statement that nobody can deliver out of his hand. They're like, no, your hand ain't that tough, Doc. God going to make sure you realize you ain't that tough. So he will deliver us from you because you ain't God. He's going to prove to you he ain't God. In fact, my God, our God, is about to prove to you you're his child. You need to let God prove he's your God. You didn't hear me. You need to let God prove he's your God. No, 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 no. Not just that he's God. He's your God. That's personal. That means, see, not the, the world don't like this statement, but it's in the Bible. It's true. That means there's some things God will do for me because I'm his child. He ain't going to do for everybody else. That's why they said the God we serve. Yeah. Do you serve him? Yeah. Then you can expect him to do some things for you that he won't do for people that don't serve him. Yeah. Do you serve him? Yeah. Is he your God? I, I'm asking you, Uncle, is he your God? Yeah. This is the church, it's not a library. Is he your God? Yeah. Then you need to adopt the mentality of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I serve God. He gonna get me out of this. (laughs) That's what he does. He gets his children out of stuff. Let me help somebody. Even if it's stuff you caused yourself. That's what grace and mercy is for. When we do dumb stuff and get entangled, God will get us out of the dumb stuff we started and we caused for ourselves. You gotta have that in your mind. Ah, oh, don't let the devil take that out of your mind. L- l- write this down, write this down, write this down. Write down the word vindictive. Vindictive. I didn't say Vin Diesel, vindictive. Vindictive. See, vindictiveness is, uh, <laughs> the old saints, the old heads, you know, they used to say a, a, a phrase like, you kill my dog, I'll kill your cat. See, that's vindictiveness. See, see a, a lot of what is, is, is happening really in, in our judicial system is really vindictiveness. It's not justice. Ooh, that's a whole other subject. I don't want to go. So, so here's the thing. God is not vindictive. In other words, if or when uh, 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 somebody sins, I'm going to get you. See, because God knows everything. Let me just take somebody's life. Let me just take somebody's life. This is Deacon Speaker. Deacon Speaker is 70 years old, been saved 50 years. God knew everything about Deacon Speaker before, during, his salvation, and after. So there was nothing Deacon Speaker could do to surprise God. So God is not vindictive and said, okay, when Deacon Speaker get 50, he's going to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to get him. That's vindictiveness. God is not vindictive. God doesn't do us wrong when we do wrong. He's ready to forgive us when we do wrong. That's grace and mercy. A lot of y'all don't realize God ain't trying to beat you up every time you do something wrong. This is how the enemy gets you to look for bad things that happen. Man, I I didn't go to church. Okay, I didn't pray for three days. Something bad thing happened. God is not vindictive. That's why you ain't got no peace. People could be vindictive. So you borrowed my blouse and didn't give it back. I'm gonna wait till, I, till you get that blouse. You bra- Oh, that's my favorite blouse. Can I borrow it? I ain't giving it back. You already knew. You're being vindictive. See, look at how you're looking at me. There's people like that. That brother borrowed my car, drove out all the gas. I'm gonna get his car, I'm gonna take it back with no gas. See how you feel. <laughs> that's vindictiveness. God is not vindictive. God is ready to bless us. That's why you got to get it in your head. Every day I wake up, God is looking to bless me. Where is the blessing? Because when you look for the good, you're more happy. You have more peace. But because we live in this crazy world and you listen to the world more, every day you wake up looking for something bad. And You ain't got no peace. brothers and my sisters, the reason so many saints are full of fear, doubt and anxiety, mental problems, is because they've not answered the question in their heads and in their hearts that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego already answered. My God is able. I'm not afraid of what you're saying you're going to do to me because I worship God. I'm not afraid of what the times may bring because I worship God. You need to answer this question in your head. Your God, write it down, still saves. Your God still heals your God still delivers. You need to settle that in your head. God still saves. He rescues. He gets out of trouble. He, gets us, he takes people out of hell. He puts them into the kingdom of, of, of light. He, God still saves. You may not see people getting saved like you used to, but they still getting saved. God still heals. You may not see folk getting healed miraculously like some people, but he still Heals. God still delivers. He snatches people out of the kingdom of darkness and he snatches darkness out of people. He snatches dark. He still expels devils. God still casts out demons. And you can't let the world steal that from your thinking. can't let the world steal it from you this is what they're doing today they're working hard at telling us that we're ridiculous for believing the bible nobody believes the bible anymore come on you get woke i don't care how woke you get don't let anybody take the knowledge of god out of your mind because as soon as it begins to happen Mental problems begin. There's still only one God. If you ever believe that, keep believing it. <clears throat> don't go to oh, I can't say, don't go. If you ever go to a banquet, I've been to one or two, or I don't know. And I thought it was a banquet full of Christians. They all said they were believers. Until the host got up to pray over the food. And they said, Father, Mother, God. Oh, God, I got to go. Ain't no Mother, God. Some of y'all strong feminists, I'm trying to help you. You so doggone feminist, you forgot who God was. Ain't no Mother, God, not in Christianity. I know you got big mama, but she ain't God. She, she, she tried to take care of everybody, but she wasn't God. There's only one God, and he is Father. Son Holy Ghost. Psalm sixty-two eleven. God has spoken once. I have heard it said twice. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. He said, first, God spoke it. Then I heard somebody else repeat it. (laughs) Power belongs to God. In other words, God has made it clear. Power is his prerogative. Oh, write it down. Power is God's prerogative. Not Bobby Brown. Power is God's prerogative. That means God can display power when and wherever he wants to. God can refrain from displaying his power because it's his power. It's his prerogative. God can also give power to whomever he wants to give power to. He don't have to ask you. (laughs) He doesn't have to ask us. He gives power to whomever he wants for his divine purpose. That's why we got to pray for those in authority, because God gave him power because he has a purpose. It doesn't matter how you and I feel. Power belongs to God. Power is God's prerogative. All creatures are powerless until he gives them power. Let's do this. Put your your Bible or your electronic device down real, real softly and put your hands together and give him praise. Now what you and I just displayed was that God gave you power to praise him. You didn't just wanna praise him. Since it was a right thought to have and a right thing to do, God gave you power to put your hands together and give him praise because it's his prerogative that he be blessed. Woo. Hey God, hey, hey, hallelujah, power belongs to God. It's his prerogative. So now watch this, watch this, watch this. The converse of that is, the only reason sickness and disease has power is because God allows it to. So then God at any time, in his divine will, can shut down cancer. Take its power to function in your body. Lift your hands. Uh, There's healing in here today. God can take the power away from diabetes. Shambhala sickness. God can take the power away from hypertension, herpes, HIV, monkeypox, smallpox. God can take the power from those sicknesses and disease. They will no longer function in your body. Every cell will dry up and die because power is God's prerogative. Tonight, today, this morning, by faith in the name of Jesus who's already declared by his stripes we were healed he has taken power from sickness and disease it cannot exist in your body it cannot exist in your bloodstream it cannot exist in your organs it cannot exist power is God's prerogative we in the name of Jesus come together and agree there is no more power or strength for sickness and disease to exist in your body in the name of Jesus We cut its power off because God through Jesus Christ has given us power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt us. Deny that sickness and that disease. Deny your mental challenges power. Deny those thoughts. Deny those feelings. Deny those inclinations. Take the power of those thoughts away from your mind and let them be cast down in the name of Jesus. No longer do you need to feel anxiety about anything, hey God. Isaiah twenty-six four. That's awesome, right there, dear. That's awesome, young man. Trust the Lord always. Isaiah twenty-six four. Trust. The Lord always, no matter how you feel, no matter what the news is, no matter what the report is, no matter what the x-ray says, no matter how many doctors confirm it, trust the Lord always. Keep him in your mind in the right place. Don't you ever trust x-rays over God. Trust the Lord always because the Lord... The Lord alone is an everlasting rock. The Lord, the Lord alone is an everlasting strength. The Lord alone is an everlasting rock. Don't forget that. Don't let that be stolen from your thinking. Else you'll lose your peace. Because once you settle it in your heart, Once you sell it in your mind, and of course, many times the heart and mind are synonymous in Scripture. Heart and mind, synonymous with your spirit. Once you sell it in your mind, who your God truly is, you'll have peace. Once you know God has always been working things out for you. He's working it out, Elder Benny working it out elder Twan. He's working it out he's working it out he's working it out he's working it out when people get it wrong when the wrong documents are put in the wrong num- number of documents are put in the number document I don't I see a number I see a number on a document that's out of place and it's holding things up but god knows how to work behind the scenes even when man messes stuff up god knows how to fix it I'm trying to help somebody get the right thinking about their God. I'm trying to get somebody to another level of peace in their mind. We have to settle it. God is who he says he is. He does not change. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we don't need to address some situations in our lives. Because they're already answered. We don't need to answer that. (laughs) That's what he said, right? We don't need to answer that. That's already been settled. I don't need to tell you my God, whom I serve, will deliver me. He's always delivered me. Let me add to that. And we'll go home. Job said in Job thirteen, fifteen. Though he slay me, oh my God. Oh, there you go. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Woo. Though he slay me. Though he slay me, I will trust him. Though he slay me, I will trust him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe you heard a bad report for you or for your family member. Maybe they called the family together and said, We believe these are the last moments of this person's life. Don't you freak out. If they're born again, if they serve the Lord, trust Him. Trust God. Keep your full confidence in Him. That's what trust is. Keeping your full confidence in Him. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. But keep your full confidence in Him and you will have peace. Though he slay me I will trust him. Even though I don't know where I'm going, I heard the preacher say, if I can't trace him, I still have to trust him. If I can't trace him, if I don't know what he's doing in my life, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I still, I still got to trust him. You do that, you'll have peace Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had what we used to hear a lot of growing up in the church. We had made up minds. Folk don't have made up minds today. One day they love God the next day they ain't sure. One day they didn't told you I'm coming back to church. I'm coming back to Christian faith and you ain't came yet up and down vacillating. It's time to have a made up mind. If you want some peace in this hour you gotta make up your mind who God is and what your response to him is. your hands lifted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had made up minds And you know what Here's Here's one of the sad things about it Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego didn't have the book of Romans they didn't have Romans 8, 37, 38, and 39, nay, and all these things. We are more than conquerors. They, they, they didn't have that scripture. You and I have it. You and I have it. You got, but you got to keep it in your mind. You got to keep it in your mind if you're going to have peace that you're more than conquerors. But through everything, through everything, no matter what it is, you and I are more than conquerors. Why? Because he loves us. I know he lo- you're not gonna make me think God stopped loving me along my journey at my pastorate all of a sudden at year 20 he stopped loving me that is ridiculous God loves you just like he loves Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Paul goes on to say, For I'm persuaded, I'm persuaded. Somebody's got to get persuaded today. Paul says, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, powers, nor things present, nor things to come, height, depth, any other creature. What else is left? What else is left for God to deliver you from? What what else is left for God to heal you from? Nothing shall be able to separate you and I from the love of God found in the Messiah, Jesus our Lord. See, the same way Jesus said, Verily, verily, truly, truly, Paul mentions. That we have total victory, total victory, total and complete victory before he mentions our enemies and our battles. You didn't see it. Let me read it for you again. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. He tells us who we are before he tells us who we fight. Principalities, powers. This is who you are you got to get it in your head who you are, who your God says you are, before you fight any battle. That's what they did to us in the, in the army. They made us think we were the baddest soldiers on the planet. They told us we had the best weapons. No country could match us. So before we fought one battle, of course, I didn't, I didn't go into any combat. I believed I could win. Before I saw and confronted any enemy, I knew they couldn't stand before me. I was better trained. I was better equipped. I was more prepared. Lift your hands in this place. In the name, oh. Let me tell you something. If you're gonna walk in complete victory in these last and evil days, You've got to know in your mind, deep within your heart, that all the powers of the enemy have already been placed under your feet. You can't let anyone, a person or a spirit, a soothsayer or warlock, You can't let anybody talk you out of the fact that power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. And Jesus gave it to us. We need, again, the same mentality of the three Hebrew boys as well as Job. Mm Now. How do we apply this over time as the enemy attacks us until our assignment is complete? Here's <laughs> how we do it. Here's the biblical <laughs> uh, instructions for maintaining a sound mind, for maintaining. Supernatural peace. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. First of all, when you realize how awesome your God is, you will rejoice. When you truly, truly, truly realize how good your God is, you'll find yourself praising him when other people are falling out crying. You'll find yourself lifting your hands and worshiping him when most people would fall on their face and have a nervous breakdown. Rejoice in the Lord always. Look at someone and tell them rejoice in the Lord always. Don't you ever let somebody take your praise. Don't you let anyone steal your joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6. Be careful. Don't be full of anxiety about anything. Somebody lift your hands. Father, touch them now and remove all anxiety that they're experiencing right now. Be careful for nothing but everything through prayer and supplication you've got to get your prayer life back in order you've got to up your prayer life you're not praying enough to keep the peace of God through prayer and supplication make sure you let God know what it is you want him to do that he's promised he was going to do in his word through prayer and supplication then you thank him God you said in your word that you're my healer so I thank you for my healing I praise you for my healing healing let your request be made known to God and the peace of God then the peace of God Then the peace of God which goes beyond people's ability to understand. They'll call you crazy. They'll say what's wrong with you? They'll say what drugs you really taking? They'll tell me, give me something. Let's go in the bathroom. I know you taking something to have all this kind of peace because I know you ain't holding it together on your own. No. I got the kind of peace that goes beyond your ability to understand. God is keeping me together in ways that you can't keep me together. No pill can keep me together. No volume. I don't even know what the name of my... You can't keep me. God is keeping me together. He shall keep our hearts and minds through the Messiah, Jesus. And then watch this now. Then he says, finally, verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, you got to start thinking about what's true. Stop thinking about how they lied on you. Stop thinking about all the lies. Think about what's true. Think about what God says. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Stop thinking about injustice all the time. We got some folk today, all you think about is injustice. You like a a dog chasing a, a fire truck. You just gotta chase down all injustice. You ain't gonna never have no peace. Think about what's just. Think about what's pure. Think about what's lovely. Sometimes you just need to go, just go to the beach and just look at the water and just see how beautiful it is. Just just look at the blue sky. Go to, or just turn on something and just look at the beauty. You need some beauty. Natural. God created beauty. Whatever things are pure, lovely. Whatever things are good, report. You need to hear some good. You need some good friends. Because good friends will say good stuff to you. They'll give you good testimonies. They'll tell you, man, God just did this, man. I just saw God. Man, I just heard another te- Those are the kind of reports. You don't need to talk to nobody. And they always, I don't even want to talk about that. You get it. Whatsoever things are of a good report, if there any, be any virtue, anything praiseworthy, keep those things on your mind this is the prescription for keeping stress out of your life. Some folk, you leave TVs on and just running with CNN, just nothing but bad news, just going through your house, just bad news. You ain't even, it's just just in the house though. It's in the apartment. Just bad news. And you wonder why you ain't got no peace. As soon as your wife come in, y'all fussing. Why? Because it's just bad news all in the atmosphere. Verse 9, Paul says, those things which you have learned, you got to learn to trust God, and received, and heard, and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Lift your hands, I'm finishing. I declare, I speak over you. The peace of God. I speak over your life, child of God, the peace of God, mental, emotional stress, strain, oh God. bipolar, schizophrenia, anger, social disorder, psychological disorder. I decree and declare that today you make up your mind your God is and that you also make up your mind to serve Him. That's how you and I will have the peace of God. That's how you and I will get rid of the mental strain, the mental and emotional anguish, the anxiety, the frustration, the the sleeplessness. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare declare unto you the peace of Almighty God. I pray today in Jesus' name that you, somebody, under the sound of my voice, will stop vacillating, going back and forth between God and another God and this religion and that religion and who said this and who said that and who your real pastor is. whose words that you adopt, whose words that settle your heart. Think about it. You'll have peace in your mind when it is stayed, when it is committed to God, his word, his promises, and his power. Today, I pray for stability in your thinking so there will be stability in your actions, in your attitude, in what you do. You will not again vacillate back and forth. One minute you're on fire for God, the next minute we don't even see you. Like Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, that you no longer be tossed back and forth like children by every wind of darkness doctrine by the cunningness of men by slick tongue silver tongue people that you know you don't know and you reject those that you know are speaking for god make up your mind so you can have peace today james says in the first chapter the eighth verse a double-minded man is unstable In all his ways. I speak stability. You no longer be double-minded. That you no longer have two opinions about God, about his church, about the kingdom of God, about preachers. I speak single-mindedness over this house. So we can come together in the name of Jesus and build his kingdom. Not yours, not mine, or ours double-minded man is unstable you are unstable because you can't make up your mind whether you're gonna serve God live for God be a part of the church be committed to the things of God you're unstable you have no peace your marriage is unstable your business is unstable our communities are unstable our homes are unstable because we're double-minded I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus I release a single-mindedness concerning the things of God. I release single-mindedness over you. Since we know that all things work together for the good, think about those things. It's going to work out. Everybody got challenges. Stop thinking you're the only one going through. And that everybody got to understand you. And don't nobody love you because anybody talking about all your problems all the time. Everybody got problems. But you need to think about the goodness of God. We'll all be single-minded then. First Corinthians. I'm almost finished. 15, 57, and 58. Paul says, but thanks be unto God which gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. That's how we need to think. You and I are not defeated. Somebody say with me, I am not defeated. I am not defeated. Say it again. Say, I am, I am not defeated. Now let's say it again. let say, we are not defeated. We are not defeated. Say, we are not defeated. we are not defeated. Don't you ever walk around with defeat in your head. You got people that play sports. Kicking a ball, throwing a ball, hitting a golf ball. They never think about defeat. Never. Here we are, got the Holy Ghost and all the promises of God. And we can't walk around here and think that we will not be defeated. You better get a, you better get a Victor, victor's mentality. If you want the peace of God in this hour, you're going to have to have a victor's mentality. I'll never defeat it. I'll never stay sick. I'll never stay confused. I'll never stay broke. I'll never be out. I'll never be on. That. Uh-uh, God is with me. I will never be defeated. You got to make up your mind. Everyone stand, please. Please stand. I've been standing longer than y'all. Stand. you got to make up your mind today. There's healing for your mind. Lift your hands, please. Lift them. I'm trying to get you blessed. I'm, this, I ain't getting nothing out of this but seeing what God's going to do in your life. you got to stay in submission. you got to stay in the spirit realm. you got to stay with the... you got to be able to focus. Y'all can't stay focused long enough. I'm going to teach on meditation. You're going to have to stay here. have to stay in this spirit with me you got to stay in this atmosphere with me it's created for your healing it's created for your deliverance thanks be unto god that gives us the victory through christ jesus verse 15 therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable don't you move Don't you move this place that God has brought us, this atmosphere that God has created for us, this anointing that we're sitting under. You stay in it. You learn how to activate it. You learn how to stay in it. You're going to learn how to duplicate this atmosphere in your car. You're going to have to duplicate this in your home. You're going to have to learn how to duplicate this on your job. Be steadfast, unmovable. I'm not moving from my anointed position. steadfast unmovable always abounding always, always abounding abound on Monday, abound on Sunday, abound on Tuesday abound every day, always abound, everywhere you are, abound abound be steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain nothing Nothing we do for God is in vain. Make up your mind. I'm not going to waste my time doing mindless things. Lastly, my brothers and my sisters, if we haven't heard enough from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if we hadn't heard enough from Isaiah already, if we hadn't heard enough from Job, Already, if we hadn't heard enough from the apostle Paul, let me tell you what our great high priest says. Jesus said, Peace, I leave with you. Jesus said, Peace, I leave with you. My peace. And let you know there's all kinds of peace. You don't need CNN's peace. You don't need Oprah's peace. You don't don't need Kanye's peace. You you need the peace of Jesus. He said, my peace leave I with you. My peace give I unto you. Not as the world gives are you receiving from the world is the world trying to soothe you and calm you i don't care how many commercials you watch 90 percent are about some drug the world wants to give you to make you feel better and then they whisper and say real quick all oh, the side effects because they don't want to rob you of their false peace they want you to keep taking that medication and getting their false peace But Jesus said, and I said this before, ain't no side effects to prayer. Keep your hands lifted, I'm almost done. The devil done got you thinking prayer don't work. So you taking all this medicine, and you won't even pray. That's why we got to rebuild the church. Raise up new elders and deacons that are anointed. So when we say, when the Bible says, if you're sick, call for the elders of the church. We got some show enough elders that fast and pray that will lay hands on you and the power of God will hit you. We can't be having no people just be elders and deacons because you want to tell people what to do. Can't get you to do nothing spiritual, but you can, you can tell people what to do. Can we build the church? That's what this pandemic is about. So we stop and say, we got to do this right we got to do it the way it works. Jesus goes on to say, what I give you is not what the world gives you. Reject what the world offers. It's false peace. Do like Shadrach, Meshach, and Ab- uh King, we ain't got to even answer that question. We don't want it. We, we we don't want the false peace. It doesn't work. And then Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. That's mental problems. That's anxiety. That's fear of the unknown, fear of what's not going to happen or what could potentially happen, and bad things keep happening, and, and let you and just and just and on and on and on and on. And you putting that stuff in your kids and your grandkids. Let not your heart be troubled. Is this what Jesus said? Then this is what we need to think. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Jesus left us his peace. My last prayer. Jesus, these are your words. Verily, verily. Truly, truly. This is the amen of God. This is the truth of God. Let it be so in the hearts and minds of your people receiving this word and this anointing right now. I thank you that your word is true. I thank you you're a faithful high priest over your word. It will come to pass once it is deposited and sown in good ground be glorified today as you deliver your people as you save those that need saving and as you heal those that need healing i thank you now for the peace of god i thank we thank you now for your peace in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name that's above every name, I speak peace, quietness over you. Some of you are troubled. You're like like Mary and Martha, just running around trying to do everything and fix everything and do everything and set everything. And you need to sit down in some peace and quietness let the lord minister to your soul your mind i speak it now in the name of jesus that god by his spirit would remove you from chaos you i see you you're just surrounded by so much chaos these saying that those saying this this happening that happening they got your money they took your purse this happened you don't know where that's at it's just too much chaos around you and then there are some that have chaos on the inside of them you're just full of confusion you're not certain about man 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 listen the altar is open the altar is open for anyone that needs to get chaos out of them. there's. I just see people with storms. I see hurricanes and tornadoes raging on the inside of you. You got to get that out of you. The altar is open. I ain't gonna, we ain't going to wait long. We ain't going to wait long. I know it's God. I, you just need to wake up and come and get it. Come get it right now. God wants to take chaos out of you. There are storms raging in your mind. Father, we thank you we thank you father do it even though even though some won't walk up to the altar respond somebody's watching right now god calm the storm in the name of jesus calm the storm calm the storm calm the storm calm the storm in the hearts and minds of your people calm the storm now see as soon as i stop y'all gonna come that's how y'all do that's how y'all do i i just gotta just i just gotta be patient with y'all i don't know why y'all don't move I've been doing this 25 years, and it's the same thing. God, help your people. You're the one that got the storm in you. You're the one that had the storm. Hallelujah. Don't you want that storm to stop raging in your head and in your heart? Oh, God. God, in the name of Jesus, we speak deliverance over you right now. We speak deliverance over you right now. We curse the demonic attacks on your mind. We curse the demonic attack on your emotion. You're all over the place. We speak peace to you right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the enemy. We rebuke the storm. We rebuke the inconsistency. We rebuke the vacillating back and forth. A double minded person is unstable. We speak stability in your life, in your mind, in your faith, in your walk with God, in your prayer time, in your devotion time in your reading time, in your worship time Father move by your spirit and bind the enemy that's trying to paralyze the lives of your people in the name of Jesus, loose them and let them go, in the name of Jesus come on stretch your hands towards your brothers and your sisters this is an hour of healing and deliverance, every demon, every devil, every Every hex and vex, every spell that has been spoken, even DNA that has been contaminated through the bloodline, we curse it in the name of Jesus. We speak wholeness. We speak wholeness. We speak wholeness. We speak transformation. We speak healing. We speak deliverance. This is your hour of deliverance. This is your hour to be set free. This is your hour for you to be healed. This is your time. 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 It stops today. It stops right now it leaves you now freedom is yours now thank you jesus thank you jesus come on worship him saints the power of god power belongs to him power doesn't belong to what's tormenting you Power doesn't belong to the tormentors. Power doesn't belong to the devil. Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power. Power belongs to you. To you. Take authority right now in the name of Jesus. Take authority.
1: Our lives are in your hands, oh God. Ha, my mind is in your hands. Everything you're worried about has to bow at the name of Jesus. Sickness has to bow at the name of Jesus. Disease has to bow at the name of Jesus. Cancer has to bow at the name of Jesus. Depression has to bow at the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name. In the name name in the name in the name is ah. worthy is that name God ah. worthy is that name ah. worthy is that name of victory because of Jesus he has all power in his hands he has all authority he has the keys he has access in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Hallelujah, come on, lift your hands in here. In the name of Jesus There is power in your name There is healing in your name You are Christ, the healer There is nothing off limits to you There is nothing that you cannot do, God In the name of Jesus In the name of Come on, just begin to declare the things that you have victory over. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. You have victory over my thoughts, God. You have victory over my finances. You have victory over depression. You have victory over the things that I desire that are not like you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God. Because it's already done. Yeah, yeah, things that you've been praying for, it's already done. If you believe that, I dare you to lift up your voice and say, It's already done. It's already done. It's already done, it's already done, oh God, oh, it's already done, it's already done, the work is finished, the battle is over, it's already done, it's already done, oh God, yeah. Before the battle is even started, God, you've already won. Before you go to court, just know it's already done. Before your next doctor's visit, just know it's already done. Before you have to pay another fine, just know it's already done. It's already done. already done. It's already done.
0: It's already done. It's
1: already done. Oh my God, my God It's already
0: done it's
1: already done it's dun, already dun, dun, done it's already done It's already done 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 it's already done it's already done it's already done Yes 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 weeping may endure for a night but when you know it's already done you can dry your tears you can wipe your eyes you can, you can blow your nose can we be honest you can blow your nose you can, you can stop weeping you can stop flailing because you know that it's already done now you cry because you have the victory now, now you're crying tears of joy because you have peace You have peace now, because it's already done.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.